Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light, the Fight podcast. Welcome to the OG Therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight, and it's coming to an end, meaning not us, not the podcast, just the name Light the Fight. We will be rebranding the name very shortly, so this is going to be one of our Light the Fight episodes, but not to worry, it will be a continuation of Light the Fight, we're just changing the name of it. Um, My good friend Jason here, who's on the podcast with me as always, Jay will say, what's up? Hey, what's up? Changing it up. That's right. Switching up. Um, we're gonna be changing it to what the other podcast is name that you see on this feed. We'll be changing the feed name, the YouTube name, uh, everything that we will be doing in the future will be called OG Therapy. And uh, if you're asking why is it be called gonna be called OG Therapy, OG Therapy is the company that I've created with the help of my friends to uh, do high school assemblies, parent nights, community events, uh, business presentations, talking about the thing that I'm most passionate about, which is social health. And I figured that, um, you know, Light the Fight was the the podcast I did for many years with Heidi, and that was her idea and her invention. But uh, moving forward, um, OG therapy is really just, you know, kind of my style of doing counseling therapy, a little bit of street, a little bit of therapy, and uh, we're really excited about it. So I'm um, looking for those changes. So if you come to the feed, and you're like, wait, what's this OG therapy thing? And it doesn't say light the fight anymore. That's why it's still me, still Jason, still the great content that you're used to just be going underneath a different name. And we're excited about it. So just want to give everybody a helpful heads up and uh, let you guys know that that change is coming down the pipeline pretty soon. So for today, talking to my OG parent, Jason Hewlett. As always, Jason gets some good questions for us to answer here on the podcast, talking to real life parents who have real life kids with real life problems. Yeah, thanks, man. Hey, you know, let me just say, I didn't know you were going to start off with that whole light the fight uh, thing, right? And then and the rebrand. But I can tell you, having found you through that, it, it changed our lives as a family. And I'm so grateful for it grateful for the work you and Heidi did for so long. And I can speak for all the parents out there listening as to what a game changer it's been and what a game changer I know that OG therapy parents will continue to be for those that are willing to listen. So thank you for the work that you've done in that life, if you will, of light the fight. And I'm excited for what we're doing here. So I appreciate you including me in this. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked uh, that you actually said that because it's right. I mean, that's how you first heard of me. And um, I mean, gosh, I have such great memories and we have so many episodes from Light the Fight and we're still going to have all those episodes available. So when people go search Light the Fight, we do have another channel set up that um, it'll pull up as Light the Fight. But this feed will just change the name to OG Therapy because Light the Fight was a podcast. OG Therapy is, is a real organization, like I said, you know, and, and Jason, you're obviously a big part of that as well. And so everybody out there. OG therapy's coming, and you know what happens when you start a new launch and new brand. That means swag. Yes, we will be making OG therapy official embroidered hoodies, hats, t-shirts. Had a couple requests for some socks, 
and from uh, the feedback that I got from my friends and my followers, the people that I really are close to, they all like the brand new OG therapy because they're all from the nineties. You know, we, we all grew up children of the eighties, growing up in the late eighties, nineties, or born in the seventies, growing up in the eighties and nineties. Um, that's just a terminology, you know, you hear from Snoop Dogg and like all the different types of stuff. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm also excited to, to get some merchandise out there to you guys. Cause I think it'd be fun to rock some OG therapy merchandise. Cause a lot of you listeners are OGs in your own right. And so now the podcast is just going to help you when you're, down on your knees, you can come listen to your OGs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll tell you, having gotten a sneak peek of it, you did an incredible job with it. It's going to be so cool. And even in my uh, my conservative style, which I do have a fairly conservative look, and I've worn a suit and tie for a long time and been in a suit on stage, but this OG therapy look is rad. I, I, I'm excited about it, so... We're going to have cool. some cool merch, man. So cool here. merch got that mafia. If you haven't seen the OG therapy uh, logo, <laughs> got to go check out the yeah. website, OG therapy, You see, it looks like a, like a, a mafia type of print, something like that. So we're excited. Yeah, it does. All yeah, right. Does. Well, so that brings it to uh to today. You're ready. Today's for it? question. Yeah. Today's yeah. question is a piggyback off of last week's question. And so, um, if you haven't listened to last week's question, please listen to last week's question because I'll, I'll be saying some things that kind of direct you back towards my last response because there's definitely a little add-on. At least I, I predict that I'm going to add some things on to what I talked about last week. So why don't you serve it up to us nice and hot there, Mr. Uh, Hewlett? <laughs> yeah, last week's episode was so helpful um, doing this process with my family and sitting down with them. Very important before summer begins because as school gets out – and everybody's so excited for that. At least the kids are. Some of the parents are sitting there like, oh man, what are we going to do? And other parents are like, I don't know how we're going to keep everything together and structured like it's been for so long for an entire school year. That's where this question comes from. It says, how do I not have everything unravel that we have set up through this whole school year? Such as what do I do during the summertime? The structure of waking up keeping everyone coming home on time, getting up at a reasonable hour, you know, not forgetting how to read and do math and those types of things as well. So, you know, students have have so many different things throughout the, the school year where they're they're getting to school on a certain time and they, they have to do their practices for sports and they have all of their stuff. Well, parents have a structure and schedule as well. You know, if you work, then you also have the kids' time and the the getting them to school and so forth, and then coming home, homework, uh, dinner time, sports practices, dance rehearsals, you name it. So how do we keep the structure of the school year to some degree within the summer and not have the wheels fall off the bus? Um, great question. Uh, I'm a little, I'm almost hesitant to answer this question because um, this is job security for all the therapists out there. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, because think about it. You know, in taxes, you got the tax season, right? People yeah. start getting back their, you know, get their their tax documents from the companies or WTs. You know, around end of January, February, then that crunch, March and April. So anyone in the tax season knows, like, go, 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 go. They're going. Well, for therapists, tax season. You know, the 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 um the analogy of that is when school starts to when school ends. Now, I'm not saying that kids can't get in their fair share of trouble during the summertime. If you listen to last podcast, obviously, there's a lot of parents out there that feel it 
like during the summertime, they're sponsoring a bunch of vacations and outings just for their kids to piss them off and to ruin said vacations and outings. Um, <laughs> so I'm a little hesitant, but I'm still going to answer it anyways, because there's always plenty of work for counselors, therapists, and anyone that helps out youth and families. You know, there's always going to be work. But during the summertime, things do tend to slow up because people uh, get vacation therapy. They get, I'm just going to pretend I don't have problems therapy. and a lot of times that works until you got to start waking up your kids early to get back to school. Yeah. Or if you have a kid that graduated, the summer's over. Like, I just want to enjoy my last summer. Mom and dad, you know, it's the last time I hang out with my friends comes Halloween. You're like, uh, you still moved out. You still haven't got a job, <laughs> not going to college. Uh, so yeah, the summer of love was not supposed to be the fall of love. So like, no, I need a whole year to take off from school so that I could just, you know, find inner peace, maybe go on a backpacking trip to Europe that you can pay for mom and dad. Uh, I've got some great ideas that you could sponsor again, <laughs> you know, just because we get relaxed during the summertime doesn't mean our problems go away. And uh, a popular saying that, that I've repeated, I don't even know who came up with this. I heard it a long time ago in mental health and that is structure equals safety. And we keep things structured as parents throughout the year to the best of our abilities, because we know if we don't keep them structured, things can come unraveled pretty quickly. Um, homework's not going to get done. Kids going to be going to bed at four o'clock in the morning. PlayStation, Xbox is their major instead of math, history, English, or science. Um, and they get really good at playing video games if they practice them a lot. Trust me, you guys, your kids can get really good. So good that they could actually entertain the, entertain the thought and idea of being a professional making lots of money. Well, your kid has about as likelihood of being a professional making lots of money, even though they can be a professional, make lots of money playing video games about got about as same probability doing that as they do getting in the NBA. Not very good. Just you got to be the top less than 1% to even be decent, to make decent amount of money. And, you know, at least an NBA rookie, what's the league minimum in the NBA? It's going to be like around $600,000, something like that. I know the NFL is pushing 500,000. So, I mean, at least, at least if you suck good enough, like suck bad enough to like where you don't start, like, okay, you're good enough where you don't start, but you're like, you suck enough where you don't start, but you're good enough to be in the NBA or in the NFL. At least you can afford a nice home, get some nice cars. Video games, a different thing. So when it comes down to this summertime, I want you guys to think about that structure equals safety. And this begins with you, mom, dad, grandparents, uncles, aunts, whoever is in charge of taking care of all the responsibilities for the summertime, making sure your kids uh, do not repeat the same habits that they did last summer and making sure you as parents don't allow things to get a little too loosey-goosey that it's hard to rein it in as the summer gets over. I said in the last podcast that you should have a family business meeting. I'm going to start out with this one as well. The best way to get kids to realize that this summer is not going to be like summers in the past, no matter how the summers in the past were, we want the summer to be newer, better, um, you know, definitely a summer that has structure, but also has more uh, realistic expectations. So when I say I want you guys to have a family business meeting with your kids, I want you to talk to them about all the different things you guys have planned in the summer, their hopes, their wants, their dreams, and then once you get them to get that buy-in and say all the things that they want, and by the way, do not shut anything down, parents. If your kid's like, man, I want to go on a, on, a, on, a, on a tour around the country visiting all the different amusement parks and theme parks. I want to go to Six Flags Magic Mountain. I want to go to Great America. I want to go here. I want to go there. You're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, what about the one in Texas? 
Maybe that one's a good one to go to too. Okay, taxes, boom, 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 do all these things. Just let them unload everything. Talk about, you know, I want to spend time with my friends. Uh, do, do you want to wake up early in the morning? No, you want to sleep all day? Okay, sleep all day. You know, let them get it all out. Here's the cool thing about it. If you just entertain every thought, no matter how ridiculous, no matter how bad you want to go, what the, are you freaking, what, what? Hey, we need a drug test him, Stan. I think our kids doing crack. They're they're smoking something. Like I don't know what's going on. Where do they think that we're going to pay for all this and we're we're not going to pay for all that? Settle your horses down, parents. Go along with the game. Play along with it. Oh yeah. Wow, that's amazing. That's great. Okay, awesome, awesome. Just let them unload, say everything they want to say. Then when it's all said and done, say, "Okay, well, gosh, to get all those things done or even to get a few of them done, we're probably going to have to plan for it. Wouldn't you say we might have to plan for these things cuz Last time I checked, you know, I'm not just going to wake up and be ready to go to here, go to there. Like, I don't know, some of those things may require a plane ticket, um, getting a concert ticket, um, you know, doing different types of things that you want. Once you establish some sort of like a semblance of like, hey, do we all agree that it's going to take some planning for these things? Then the kids will all look around like, yeah, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. And the reason why I say you want to approach it like that. Is because as soon as you go in, if you go too quickly into parent mode and they start saying all the things that they love, and let's say you do the first part right, you're like, yeah, yeah, you're pretending to take notes in your phone when you're really writing. What the hell is wrong with these kids? Do they really think I'm going to pay for all this? <laughs> like I had the parent do this, and I go, I go, I go, I saw you taking notes on the phone. I go, what did you write down? She goes, you want to see? She showed it to me. She goes, they are on drugs. They are <laughs> tripping. If they think I'm going to pay for all these things, and I was like, oh my, I thought it was funny. <clears throat> That's the reason why I'm bringing it up right now. So. Instead of just like if you did the first part, listening, 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 and then you just said, okay, uh, yeah, anyways, obviously we can't do all those things. Those aren't going to be, you know, capable to do. We can't afford it. Shut it down. Shut it down. Oh, yeah. And by the way, too, uh, we're going to have to have structure because I heard this therapist on the podcast say structure equals safety. And in order for us to be safe from you guys ruining our summer and repeating last summer, remember last summer when you didn't listen to me on our trip and we got in fights, stuff like that? We obviously don't want that to happen again. So let's go ahead and plan right now to make sure that we don't fight and have no fun. Brutal. Because listening to I teenagers, think I've that, done this, David. that's what it sounds like, though, right, Jason? Like yeah. they, they, they yeah. hear, they hear, no fun, no fun, no money, and they're like, "But you have a new car, you bought that outfit, you did this." Then they start to look for hypocrisy. Then they challenge you on these things. Then you get in a fight, go back and forth, and next thing you know, the planning meaning of the summer fun was just, "I'm not paying for nothing," and they're like, "Well, I'm not doing nothing. I'm just going to sit on the phone that my parents pay for and do nothing." Oh yeah. All right. So, oh, yeah. Step one, let them unload and say everything they want and go along with it. Be agreeable. Being agreeable does not mean you have to agree. I won't get into this too much, but I talked about this before. It's, it's a pacifying technique. Someone's like, oh, you're a jerk. Dang it. Like, I didn't mean to be a jerk to you. Tell me more. How, how am I a jerk? Remember that one time you said this and let them unload and load. And then when they get done, you're like, wow, thank you for telling me I'm a jerk. I mean, I didn't mean to be a jerk, was my intention. Well, yeah, I mean, I normally you're a pretty good person. You're pretty nice. I just thought I'd let you know that. Okay, we're going to lunch tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow at lunch. Being agreeable means you allow someone to just get all the stress and tension off them, not taking it personal. It's a pacifying technique. And then when they're done, it's like, okay, I guess all my intense emotions were kind of unwarranted and I didn't really have to say it much. And sometimes I'll even apologize. 
So I want you to kind of take on that same approach. Just allow your kids to talk about whatever they need to talk about, share the things that they want to share doing for the summer, make it a little bit exciting that now you're not going to promise them that you're going to do all these things. Just say, Hey, we're trying to figure out what to do for the summer, what summer is going to look like. We want some of your feedback. Some kids have given some pushback and go, Oh, I don't know about this. I don't want to sit in a family meeting and listen to you tell us about all the things that we have to do. And we have no choice. Like what's the point of having a meeting. And for you guys listening to this, some of your kids may have a good, <laughs> some of your kids may have a good point. You may have shut down everything they want to do, said there's no fun, can't afford things, or only could afford things you want to do. So you could even start off with this. If you believe that there's a chance that your kids may have pegged you as that type of no fun, don't spend money on things that you don't want to do type parent, you can start off with that. Say, listen, I know in the past, I said we're going to do all these things and, um, and you didn't have any say in it. I actually really want you to give some feedback. Usually in the beginning, some of the more resistant kids will sit back in these meetings and sit there and listen, not say anything, but eventually they will chime in. They'll chime in if they see that they're actually being heard, that you're taking them seriously. You're not shutting them down. So once you get all that information from them, say, thank them for the information. Wow, this is really good stuff. And like, man, like now it's just about figuring out like um, planning away or picking the things that we can actually do because these are all great ideas. Nobody's ideas is bad or stupid. You know, and that saying, oh, there's no such thing as a bad question. Well, then why do we get pissed off when people ask us stupid questions? Yeah. Right? So just don't show your hand. Don't show your cards and get angry and upset because they ask some stupid questions. Just play along with it. Then say, okay, well, now let's uh, kind of um, talk about like, you know, the plan we'd have to have. Um, what what things we actually want to do. Usually I go with, let's talk about, okay, which what are the things that, you know, we could actually negotiate and what are some things we could do? Then you kind of whittle it down to some things that are more realistic, like a little family trip, a little this. If the kids want to sleep in, go, ooh, you want to sleep in till noon? Okay, well, let's talk about how uh, sleeping in and what that should look like. Okay, well, I want to sleep in the noon. That's what that should look like. Okay, but you said you wanted to play football next year. Isn't check the schedule don't don't they have training at 8 a.m okay when i come home from football i want to be able to go back and take a nap oh that's not sleeping until noon right see how my my attitude and I'm, I'm like playing dumb and naive like oh well don't you have this over here as opposed to saying well you can't do that because how are you supposed to sleep until noon if you have eight o'clock football training you're not going to make the team you're going to get kicked off just go along with it be agreeable once they kind of settle into a little bit more reality you don't have to tell them that they're being stupid. You don't have to tell them what they're saying is ridiculous and it's not going to work out. They get it. Most of the time, they just kind of understand, okay, that's not going to work out. As soon as you get a good understanding of what you guys want to do, then talk about it in this type of way. Instead of saying, okay, I'm going to pay for everything you want to do, say something like this. Hey, well, now that I know what you guys want to do, we agreed would be the things that we want to work on and talk about. Let's talk about how we do it. Because, you know... At, Last time I checked, it's like, if we're all going to go on a family vacation, it really works well if me, I'm pretend to be the mom, if me, the mom, doesn't do all the work to go on the vacation. Because remember last year when I was like momzilla and I was angry on the vacation? Yeah, mom, you were really grumpy. And remember when you guys kept on telling me, oh, mom, just relax, just have fun? Come to find out the reason why I didn't have fun is because I was stressed out because you guys didn't communicate what you wanted to do. I'm guessing to see what things you liked, what things you didn't like. And I'm just like stumbling around only to find out that everything I said, let's do this. You guys go, no. What do you want to do? Nothing. And so, yeah, I don't want that to happen again. 
So yeah, let's let's talk about how we can do this because one thing that helped me out a lot is if you guys are waking up by, let's say it's summertime, my mom can be ridiculous. Just get out of bed by 9 a.m. Just be a zombie walk around the house. Sit on the freaking couch for all I, just, just be sunlight hitting your face at 9 a.m., okay? Not making you wake up 6.30 like you're going to school, 9 a.m. If you're doing that consistently, then I'm not going to be irritated and agitated and I'll be able to enjoy the vacation that we're going to go on. Again, this is just one simple example. Once you start to bring them back to center, they can start to see that, hey, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Us as adults, we know we got to go to work in order for them to pay us. People aren't going to pay us for what we're someday possibly perhaps might be worth. They're going to pay us for what we do. So tell your kids, hey, I want to make you guys a deal. I don't want to make you guys do anything you don't want to do. But then again, I don't want to feel like I'm a doormat. I'm being taken advantage of because we all know what happens when that, when dad feels like no one loves him, respect him. Dad gets all butthurt. Dad gets all grumpy. And then we all got to deal with that. Bring some light humor into the situation so that everybody can go, oh yeah, dad does get grumpy. Yeah, mom didn't, wasn't happy on the vacation. Oh yeah, we were kind of being kind of jerks to them or we were kind of being disrespectful. So you're just letting them know, hey, if you guys really want to do this thing by July 1st, you do these things from this day every single week. And if every single week we do it, great. We'll all spend the money on July 1st. If not, that's fine too. You guys can just put a tent up in the backyard. We don't, we don't want to, we don't got to go to some great national park and bring your friends and have great memories where you can take selfies on the top of a mountain, post them, and get lots of followers and lots of likes. We'll just take a picture of the selfie of you, you climbing the hill in the backyard. That's, that'd be a hill to climb for you, especially since you haven't done anything all year. Anyways, so don't say that last part. Don't say that last part. That's just so think it. You can think it. Just don't say it. Jason, what do you like about those three things to approach that type of meeting? Because like I said, structure equals safety. If you guys can't agree on things, then you're fighting about things like, I don't know, I don't know. And then the parent gets frustrated and walks away, just hoping that it magically goes away. And then the summer has some pitfalls. You didn't tell me I had this curfew. You didn't tell me that. And the biggest thing about this, you guys, this is all on you as parents. Is it fair that you're going to have to be the one that keeps every, every one of these agreements, start the meeting, do this. You are the project manager, the CEO, the janitor, the, you know, the fundraiser, the sales and marketing team and human resources all at once. Is it fair? No. Is it reality? Yes. So you want to bring everybody else up into management so they can start playing some of these roles too, so that you're not just sitting there hoping that they do these things. Because if you already pay for this trip, if you already do these things, by the way, get trip insurance. Okay just in case, if you already pay for these things up front, you're going to feel frustrated and start doing some of the stuff that they agreed to do to keep the structure. That doesn't teach them how to be a participant in the family business. That teaches them how to be a dependent of the family business. Jason, thoughts? Yeah, man, that's so powerful. And I, I mean, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, man, that that sounds like, um, in theory, that would be really awesome to do. And, and, and because I've had, you know, now we're, we're at the end of the road in terms of my oldest child, this is her last summer as a kid going to school. Right. And so she's not going to want to do anything because it's her last summer, dad. Like I shouldn't have any responsibilities, anything, man. Yeah. And And we've already, we've already actually kind of packed her summer in quite a bit with, the different camps and the tours and the things she's got going on. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, okay, we have this meeting. We let her 
you know, tell us what she wants to do and she will want to sleep in and she will want to, you know, not be as, as helpful. And, and I'm not just talking about her. I'm talking about my sons as well. And then I'm thinking yeah. about all of my friends that have talked to me and said, Hey, ask David, how the heck we keep the wheels on the bus during summer? Because my kids don't want to help. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to get up They're, You know, mom's making all the food. I'm out making a living. You know, what do we do here? And so I think having that meeting and allowing them to say, hey, this is what we want as well. I mean, it really can almost become an even more family participation situation than it was during the school year, even somehow more structured, as odd as that seems. If we have the expectations set and the children are able to voice what they want to do, and then be able to understand how much more helpful it would be if they would help us. My question would be now, yeah. well, what happens when they don't do it? You know, like. <laughs> Remember when I said, what, what job responsibility is it the parents currently in the family business? One job, two job, or yeah, all, the, all jobs? the jobs? Yeah, all all the, jobs. the jobs. So I'm so glad you asked that question. Here's the answer. You're going to have, I'm talking to you parents, you're going to have to take on a role you may not feel comfortable with. And that is the role of, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So in this example, let's say you're, you're like Jason, and hopefully your daughter's not listening to this right now. She'll be like, cause don't tell him to do this. <laughs> she, you know, she, she'll, she, you know, she'll, she'll understand it, it. This all comes from, but like, let's say you're a parent like Jason, where you have a bunch of stuff packed in for your, your kid, because you know, if you keep them busy, that, that's a good thing, right? Well, do you think your kid's paying for all those things? Pretty sure they're not. How embarrassing, how, how difficult would it be for them to not be able to go to something? You not allow them to go. The fear of what that could do, the relationship, the fear of the, talk about a disgruntled employee in the family business. All that fear could cause parents to bend the rules, give too many get out of jail free cards, and then the parent gains resentment and frustration because they know the kids are getting things they did not deserve. They know that their parents would have had no problem saying, ha ha, you're not going. Now look at yourself, parents. Did you get completely messed up by life? Do you feel entitled? Do you feel like a victim because your parents said, no, you didn't do your part. So you can't go. I'm pretty sure if you listen to the podcast, you're trying to be a better parent. And that means you got to know that there's some things off in the relationship and to know that some things off in the relationship means that you have a sense of self, you have a sense of character, and that you know in your heart of hearts, deep down in your soul, that allowing your kids, especially if your kid is going to their senior year, allowing them to be more comfortable now will for sure, almost one, like 99.9% .9 positive is not going to benefit them being assertive, them being structured, and following through in the rest of their life and especially in their senior year. I'd rather your kids miss out on something that really meant something to them and uh, have to deal with that hurt and pain than for them to say, oh, now I graduated and now I don't have to do anything because you know it's, it's my last summer before I go into real life. It's either going to be my juniors, this something important. The most important thing for them is the thing that they're looking right at that moment. And they'll come up with great arguments. They'll come up with great things. So then you got to come up with great deals. Hey, we've prepaid for all this. We've prepaid for all that. And if you don't do it, you can't go. 
but mom and dad, they get really clever nowadays. These, these, uh, um, these, uh, zoomer kids, they'll be like, but mom and dad, I don't want you to waste your money. You know, you've already paid for it. So I'll go and then I'll make it up for you in the back end. Mom and dad burn your money, burn it. I'd rather you burn your money than let your kids think that they deserve something that they did not earn. So this is the hard part. It's on you. This is where you as the parent will screw this up, not your kids. Hey, you can't blame them. They're going to take what they can get. If you go, oh, well, yeah, you know, you didn't do your chores for the past month. You slept until noon, but you're right. This, this girl's camp, this thing, it's really important because you know, your friends are there. It's social, and I would hate for you to miss out on that. Well, if you're a parent that has a hard time doing that, I especially want you to be the parent to deliver that news. I don't want the parent that's e- that has an easier time just being like, nope, that's it. Deal with it. I don't want that parent to get practice being strict and stern and drawing line in the sand. I want you to because you're the parent that needs the practice. Not the hard A parent doesn't need practice being a hard A. The softy parent doesn't need practice being a softy. If you're good at coddling, you don't need to take a course like how do I get my PhD in coddling? You got that down. You can teach the course on it. Okay. What you yeah. need to do is you need to be the parent that has this one thing in mind. I love you and I can't save you. That's why setting up the family meeting, having a structure, I gave you the steps to make sure that the meeting goes well. Then once you have the meeting and you write those things down, if you don't follow up with them week to week, and if you're not on top of it because you're having the summer fun too, well, then, then you just waste your time listening to the freaking 25 minutes of this podcast. This ain't going to do nothing for you. But if you're uh, the parent that says, I'm tired of being that parent, I'm tired of letting things slide. Because think about it, how many parents get mad at your kid, but really you're mad at yourself because you know they're a lazy teenager. You know who they are. You are the one that says, I'm going to toe the line. I'm going to do this stuff. You didn't follow through with it. And you were hoping that they would just magically become a self-starter, magically become independent with no responsibility. Would you magically go to work to a job that you don't like if they paid you before you actually went to work? I'm pretty sure a lot of people get COVID, the flu, <clears throat> yeah, you paid me last night at midnight. You know, I got this this lump in my throat. Last thing I want to do is get anyone sick there. It would be an HR nightmare if people were paid before they went into work for the job that they didn't do yet. Okay. That's what we need to reverse. Not just and granted, I can't be specific to every single kid's parents and uh, every every single parent's kids, Jason, but generally speaking, this is on you parents. Now, you can sit here and argue with me and say, hey, listen, well, my kids are entitled. I wasn't raised like that, this, that. You can go on and on with me, and I'll just say, uh, they're your kids. They didn't just wake up with entitlement. Oh, you, you're a co-contributor. Like, you drove the getaway car, right? <laughs> oh, all those times when they didn't have the homework done. Hey, Mom, Dad, I didn't do my homework. The project's due. When's your project due? 8 a.m. in the morning. It's freaking 11 p.m. I know. I need, I need to go and get this one thing. And that was it. Uh, fine. Know what I say? Don't graduate. Don't walk. And I'm being pretty tough right now. Don't graduate. Don't walk. Be embarrassed. Play half your, your basketball or football season. Grades come out. And then now you got to sit. And you can't even sit with your team in shame and embarrassment. That is where shame is a great motivator because it's your own damn fault. Your kids need to know what's their fault and what's your fault. It's your fault if you don't give them the opportunity to make their faults and then realize that you can't save them from those, those faults. Now, I know I went off on a rant, Jason. Mike, what drop. about the answer to that question? I'm going to drop this mic right here. I'm just dropping 
the mic. Because <laughs> that's not usually how I respond to those, right? No, it's not. That was that was intense. That was great. And you know, I agree. I I think that as parents, when we don't follow through, and I've had some parents actually talk to me about some of the things that you have recommended, where they're like, I just don't know how you could follow through and, you know, go through with some of those things. And I said, well, when I haven't followed through, then they're walking all over me. And I feel horrible about that because it's my fault. And they're like, what? And I go, yeah, when you do the parenting agreement, when you've had the family business meeting and you don't take the keys away, <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> you know? And they're like, how could you actually take the keys away? And I'm like, well, we had to then drive every single morning in every single place. And that and was a sucked, really right? rough one. It, it was horrible. But guess what? Changed the behavior real fast. Because guess everybody. what? Now you're sharing in the you're sharing the hurt and pain with them instead of yeah. saving them from it and saving yourself from it. So selfishly, what you just described, Jason, we do this for us as parents because we don't want our life to be harder. We can't depend upon them to not throw a wrench in the plans. So then we got to iron everything out just so that we can relax later on. Well, that's all fine and good until they're still living with you. Many, yeah. many years after. Always new excuse. Oh, I'm, I'm getting my fifth degree. Uh, yeah, I need to stay at the house with you guys. I'm not saying your kids can't stay at your house with you. But in that situation, they'd have to be like, okay, you're staying from this date to this date. You can come back some other time in life when you need some help, whatever, but you got to leave for now. You can't just stay at home and learn everything that you need to learn. And for all those parents that, you know, have a really hard time being that firm hand, that's why every episode we've ever talked about, the beginning of this episode, start with the family business uh, uh, meeting. It always begins with having a relationship with your kids that you're not trying to teach them anything. You're not trying to punish them. You're just trying to support them and be their partner. But no partner can say can do the other partner's job because then you wouldn't be a partner. You'd be the boss. And if you're the boss, you're going to get angry and pissed off sometimes. They're going to get frustrated with you. Then they're going to be the disgruntled employee. Then you're going to say, after all the things I've done for you, and they say, well, you act like I'm a horrible person. I murdered someone just because I slept in all week. Then you're going to go running around, arguing about all these old things that don't matter. And you're going to be so tired at the end of the day. You'll be like, fine, just go to the camp. I already paid for it insult to injury. I can't just stand you. Most parents are too empathetic, too compassionate. Cause you think in your mind when they're sixth grade and they didn't get invited to that birthday party, I saw a little, little, little Stacy cry, little Johnny cried. And I vowed to myself that if I could ever do anything to help them not have to feel it hurt and pain again, cause it, it just shut them down so much. Little Stacy and little Johnny about to go into the, into the real world as adults. If they don't get invited to a birthday party and if they don't have friends, maybe because they don't deserve them. Maybe because they've done nothing to benefit the lives of anyone else. Maybe because they've been playing a victim so long that their circle of friends became a dot. Maybe they need to work on those skills and nothing motivates someone like pain. Boom. So... Uh, that was intense, man. And I appreciate it. I think that's what I needed to hear personally. And I think that, you know, <laughs> and I've actually implemented some of this stuff and it's been game changer for us. I guess we have run out of time, but I'm also thinking about not only the camps and the experiences that we're paying for, but also what about the ones we want for them that don't involve payment, but they don't want to go on such as 
a, a church thing, you know, like, oh, I don't want to go on the church camp with everybody. I'd rather stay home with my friends. You know, maybe we need to have another podcast about that. But there are so many different dynamics to what's happening during a summer to yeah. keep the wheels on the bus, the schedule, the commitments, the execution of all of this. Uh, this was very, very helpful for me. You, you mean the things that you know would help them? They don't want to yeah. do it, not because they can't have fun, not because it wouldn't be a good time because it's out of their comfort zone. Maybe they don't know kids there, something like that. And your mind, you're going, oh, all these experiences would be great for you. And they're like, yeah, but you know what else is great for me? Just sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah. So sure. I, I think I, we can definitely make the next podcast on that, especially with the summer camp, stuff like that. So let's make that a next podcast for sure. And that one will yeah. be directly from our conversation today, not from another parent. But I got a hunch that it might be beneficial to a couple of parents out there. <laughs> I've had a whole lot of parents ask me if I would ask you that question. How do you get your oh, okay. kid to well, go then, to the camp that okay. they don't want to go to that I want Ooh, them to okay. go to? <laughs> okay. So, well, then my wife's going to tell my wife's going to make me listen to that podcast when I answer it. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be like, hey, you need to take your own advice on that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, all right, man, you guys. This is awesome. No, thank you guys. And they can follow, or you guys can follow me on Instagram at David underscore K O Z L O W S K I underscore. And on YouTube, we're still Light the Fight right now. And Patreon, if you want to pay $5 a month, get all of the video content of these episodes, some little bonus content in there. We've got, shoot, two years of bonus content that were never posted on the podcast, on YouTube, whatever, on Patreon. You just got to go to www.patreon.com backslash Light the Fight. For now, it's still Light the Fight. Just five, six, seven bucks, something like that. It might be seven bucks now. And uh, you get all this extra content for the past couple years, plus weekly content in the visual form. And if you want to follow Jason Hewlett, you can follow him at, it's really complicated, Jason, Jason Hewlett. <laughs> <laughs> got to spell the Hewlett though. Spell the Hewlett. Dude, H-E-W-L-E-T-T. -T. It's tough. It's, it's on your printer. It's on your computer. Hewlett Packard, well, Jason I, Hewlett. I say that because there's an imposter on Instagram. Remember that person That's tried true. to follow me one time? Try remember K, remember uh, remember K Scott hit you up was like hey Jason is this you and you're like nope that's not me. There's a lot of them out there, man. Apparently yeah. they're on a lot of dating apps using Ooh. my photos too. Ooh, <laughs> they're trying to use that silver fox. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to use that silver Clooney. Fox. They're trying to use that yeah. George Clooney Jason Hewlett game. Yeah, you know that's <laughs> going to get them real far. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, thank you as always for coming here and helping us to light the fight. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.